This is Alex with I'll Take Three, a movie treasure hunt. And we are ready for a new episode. And I am joined by, I should say flanked, by my brothers yes, in arms. Uh, my citizens. My... What's the other one they call? I'm, a, I'm a pilot. pilot Whatever that pilot. is. Yeah. And then Kristen's the Nazi, and I'm the infantry <laughs> guy. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, <laughs> I lost my spot. Okay, sorry guys. Great, uh, great intro. Um, yeah, yeah we you are called he- me a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to start over? Oh my god. No, let's keep going. Okay, cut that part of our movie. He couldn't have called us Nazis because we're German, and you know, we would have gotten letters. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, but we are here <laughs> wrapping up the theme. So for those who are tuning in for the first time, because I saw Starship Troopers on the old Q, the old Apple Q, Spotify Q. How many times can I say Q? Well, if you uh, talk to Q from Practical Jokers, you might be able yeah. to say it at least one if, more time. Or if I go to get some Barbie. Yeah. Q. You um, could throw another shrimp on there, too, as well. Yeah, I like shrimp. I do too. I want some shrimp bad right now. That'd be good. Um, the theme. Uh, each week we have have a. I shouldn't say each week we have a theme. Every three weeks we have a theme, and then each week the three of us take turns picking a movie that fits that theme. So we are wrapping up my theme choice. Uh, with Kristen's film. So the theme was movies set in a future. And the film Kristen has chosen is obviously Starship Troopers. Did I say Stormship Troopers earlier? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Okay. Who knows? You might have. If you did, it's in. All right. <laughs> Starship Troopers. Um, the uh, <laughs> <laughs> now I'm all thrown off because I'm thinking about what's that storm? Is it Stormtroopers? Stormtrooper from from Star Wars. Wait, no. are you talking about Super Troopers? Super Troopers, Super Troopers yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, uh, but this is Kristen's film choice, uh, and then uh, at the end of the episode, uh, to keep you guys on your toes, Jacob will be picking our new theme in his film. And great good news, guys! I have yet to decide. It's going to be <laughs> a uh, decision as we get there. I've got some ideas. We'll see when we get there. Jacob's pulling an, an Owen from Filmoscopy. Hey, I'm just trying to learn from the best and, you know, match the excellence of uh, our peers over there. <laughs> well, the uh, film is ready to be dissected like a bug. Ooh, let's let's make sure we don't wear gloves. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I just want um, a blind golden girl to teach me the ways. Of Either that or dissection. somebody with one arm. All I know is none of my teachers should have full capabilities. <laughs> <laughs> but Kristen, you picked this movie, Stormtroopers. Wait, what's it called? Starship Troopers. Star- I almost Troopers. said Super Troopers. <laughs> <laughs> you have to think Starship in- Enterprise, but get rid of Enterprise and replace Troopers, you know? I think that might actually help me. Starship <laughs> Troopers. <laughs> yeah, so I think... They got Super Troopers the hat, but they're wearing little tiny Halo masks, you know. 
Or Halo Ooh. helmets. Master Chief. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but you picked it. You want to um, fill us in on maybe your backstory with the film? Because I know for me, this was the first time. Sure. <laughs> So, I don't know why I picked this movie. <laughs> I didn't even really want to watch it last night. I was going to say, last night she almost wanted to switch it to The Fifth Element. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know. I just enjoy The Fifth Element a lot more than Fifth this Element's one. really good. I just, I guess I haven't seen this one in a long time. Um, I've seen it a lot growing up and stuff. Because my mo- for some reason, this is my mom's favorite movie. I don't know why, but she loves this movie. And I've seen it a whole bunch growing up, but I haven't watched it recently. So I guess that's why I picked it. And now I'll go a long time without watching it again. So, yeah. It's, it's probably good. You. This is one of your um, picks that has been another late 90s movie. Mm-hmm. And I think um, you're, you definitely w- must have watched some late 90s movies a lot of times. Okay. Well, you know my family and for everybody else, my family will watch the same movies over and over and over again. And no matter how many times we've seen it, we never get tired of it. Like <laughs> that's how I am now too. And Alex has never understood why I'm okay with doing that. And it's because of my parents. Like we would watch the same freaking movies all the time. Well, Alex definitely does that with like Die Hard and uh, not Christmas. very frequently. No, really, not, not in the same context. Alex, how many times have we seen the same movie going to my parents' house? I think um, we watched Back to the Future almost every yeah, time. Yeah, we we've go seen to Back to the Future house. so many times. Every time we go over there, we if watch. It's, if it's on like TBS or, or something, yeah. they'll turn okay. it on. Yeah, that's another thing is my parents have always had satellite. And so it's whatever's on. And like those stations always like syndicated the same movies for however long they do it. And that's why we watch it over and over again. (laughs) Yeah, I'll watch. I mean, I'll watch those Die Hard or It's a Wonderful Life. I'll watch those Christmas movies once a year. But that's about it. There was um, a time when we stayed with... um, our dad for the summer and we watched hitch like every single night hitch, and then we watched hitch and we watched uh harry potter 2 chamber of secrets did we i don't even remember yep. that I we, remember that and we watched shrek yep those are the three i love hitch Hitch is fantastic i uh we should choose the theme just to watch hitch Movies where a guy go the lead character goes by a nickname. Boom. Movies where guy goes to Fieri? Ellis Island. Ellis Island. Oh yeah. How about movies with Eva Eva Mendes? Eva Mendes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You can choose Hitch, and I'll choose. Uh, I'll choose the other guys. It's perfect. I dropped my phone. Wasn't she in Too Fast, Too Furious? Yeah, she was. So, yeah, there we go. That's your pick? <laughs> All right. Okay. It's settled. I'm not choosing this <laughs> thing, guys. Spoiler alert. It's I a like great Eva, idea. Ava Mendes. Um, so, that's it, That's it, Kristen? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's it. You want to yep. go to my, my rumbling history, which is Wait, long and let me in-depth? Let me kind of elaborate on what I mentioned, how I'd never seen this. Um, I had never seen this, <coughs> and the only thing I knew about this movie 
was that they fought these bug aliens and that was it and so this was a very interesting movie to watch well that's about what mine was except uh i knew nothing about bug aliens and it was 100 percent. this movie is chosen by Kristen, and i thought it was that like uh what is that movie called that's got like Alan Rickman in it? Galaxy Quest. <laughs> Galaxy Quest. I was I thinking it was movie. similar to that movie at first. It's so funny how you it. always mistaken movies for different movies. Like you thought Blade Runner was going to be about vampires. I thought it was going to be Blade. <laughs> it was, I was 100%, I was 100% sure it was going to be about vampires in the future. <laughs> Have you I seen the pumped. Blade movies? No. Oh. They're pretty good. The first two, at least. The third one's kind of... I've only seen the first one. The <coughs> second one's good. the best one. You should watch the second one. Um, Guillermo del Toro directed the second one. Mm-hmm. Well, really I'm good. excited for the new Blade when second it comes one has out with Marvel. Daryl Dixon in it. Yeah, he is in that one. Uh, yeah, I'm, not, I'm just not good at movies, guys. Sorry about that. Yeah, well, I mean, most movies you've usually at least heard of by title, if not seeing them. I mean... Usually by minimum, you know. Mm-hmm. I might have heard an actor that's in them. By the way, my notes here, every character is that guy or that girl or NHP. So. Neil Harris Patrick? Yeah, NPH. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, my gosh. I panicked for a second because I forgot his name and I was like, did I write his initials wrong? NPH. I'm so sorry. Neil Patrick Harris. I have oh NPH God. written down. That's funny. That's so funny. But I don't have any character names, so I apologize about that already. Yeah, I don't think I wrote much characters. I definitely, um, we you know we had a bit of a an off pod discussion about you know what we use in our discussions of the movie, and so I tried to change my note taking with that. So we'll see how well that works. I kind of, it was hard for me to kind of switch up with what we talked about on how we wanted the podcast to go forward. I wrote still kind of like, just like bug meteors, football, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, like just like <laughs> what's going on. But then I went back and wrote like what I thought because I feel like I didn't have enough time while watching the movie to write down like my thoughts on it. So I thought maybe if I did that, then I can go back and redo it. So hopefully that works this time. Hopefully, I, I I don't know if I did my notes any better. But this this film, I have a lot of notes on this movie, but I think most of it is just because, as I watched this movie, I was also at work, so I was pausing a lot. So I think I was, you know, stopping and taking notes as I every time I stopped. So you're like taking in the movie, like you actually got to think about it. Kind of. I don't know how much thought. Well, I guess you I was working, giving it. So. Yeah. <laughs> Plus. It was, the- this for some reason we rented this on Amazon and it did not come with subtitles. Yeah, that yeah. was and really weird. We are all fans of watching stuff with subtitles. I'll tell you what, I have some things on here where it's quotes and it says, "Is this what this is?" Because I'm <laughs> not sure, but if it is, oh my gosh. Oh god. There, there are a couple lines in this that are interesting <laughs> man some of the line readings in this too are just like spectacular and some of the acting mm-hmm. man that is some committed acting for their for this movie 
There's some wood in the acting, I'd say, too, in this movie. Uh, well, even though it. it's, like, not the best, it's, like, definitely, like, a cult classic, I think. Like, a pop culture. Yeah. Like, favorite. Because, like, so many people. I, re- I like, read some of the trivia and, oh. like, <clears throat> like, the main character guy. I forgot his name. It's, like. Johnny Rico. Well, the actor. Yeah. He, like, Casper gets recognized. Bending like a lot because of this movie and it's like the only thing he really gets recognized for but he's like totally cool with like he's being cool, recognized man. for that you know he looks a lot like uh the guy who what's the guy who played uh kirk you know, in the new like. chris okay. pine chris pine there you go that's what i was thinking about he looks a lot like him kristen do you remember who i said he looks like <laughs> oh um who did you say? It's a uh, God. <laughs> I can't remember his name. It's a wrestler. Cody Rhodes. I thought Cody Rhodes. Oh, I was thinking that too. That's hilarious. Especially when he would pull his forehead up, like Cody yeah. Rhodes always does when he talks. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> well, that's dead on. I just pulled a picture of of him up. Yeah, it's dead on. Yeah. <laughs> um. I have a little bit of info about the movie. Uh, for those who haven't seen it, um, I'm sure we've got some people listening in a, our massive fan base out there. Um, 1997 film directed by Paul Verhoeven, um, who, uh, interesting, was um, a Dutch. He's from um, the Netherlands, and he lived during Nazi-occupied Netherlands, too. So, Oh, wow. You know, that was... He was a child back then, but... Um, this, this movie definitely <laughs> borrows from like Nazi uh, visual stuff, um, but he d- he's directed a few um, future. I, this one's not even like dystopian, but it is dystopian in a different way. It's um, very like this. The whole society is just like a military society mm-hmm. that everything revolves around the military and yeah this. this I don't know what else to call it other than the Space Force, the Federation, but the Space Force, you know, which, I mean, I'm about to call Mike Pence right now and sign up after watching this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's the best way to get licensed to have babies, just to be a citizen. If I I wanted to be an old person, no, I want to be a citizen, okay? (laughs) So weird. But... Uh, he has directed a few futuristic dystopian movies because he also did RoboCop and Total Recall. RoboCop? Are you talking about Sting's tag team partner? I am. But I do like RoboCop, the film, too. That's a good movie. i never seen the mm-hmm. sequels. I know they're probably not very good, but I do like the RoboCop. Man. Hey, speaking of sequels in this movie, have you seen any of the sequels to this, Kristen? Nope. <laughs> This is I the only not. one of the series to actually go to theaters too. All the sequels were direct to video. Yeah, well, a lot of like that's what they did in the nineties, right? They. I mean, even Disney was like, "Let's take Bambi and do Bambi too, and put it Aladdin, video. Aladdin too." Yeah, everything. Yeah, it was a big thing back then, and it's it's interesting that. Um, now, you know, movies go straight to streaming, but they're like good quality stuff. It's not like yeah. This. Um but this film is based on a book called Starship Troopers by Robert Heinlein. 
Um, it's definitely a, a sci-fi book. Uh, some production stuff with this film is because the f- movie, um, the town where these kids grew up and stuff is Buenos Aires, Argentina. And they really whitewashed the casting and everything mm-hmm. like that because they were, you know, hi- Hispanic um, characters in the book. Well, yeah, and the character's name is in the book is Juan Rico, mm-hmm. nicknamed Johnny. <laughs> yeah. So that was, um, you know, it was definitely a sign of the times. You know, whitewashing stuff wasn't really a big concern. Um, the director tried to read the book and only got a couple chapters in too, so he didn't. Yeah, I heard it. it was. I heard it was very loosely based on the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was interesting. The working title of the uh, movie before you know they just ended up using the book title was "Bug Hunt at Outpost 9. No, that's a movie <laughs> I would watch, <laughs> but I didn't. Instead, I watched Starship Troopers. I know that was a that was a very interesting title because I keep getting it confused with Starship Troopers. <laughs> yeah, it's bad advertising, man. You would never get Bug House Nine or whatever you said. <laughs> Bug House Nine. <laughs> Bug House Nine. That's the better title. <laughs> well, you know, I'm I'm available for Punch Up if you want to hire me, <laughs> Hollywood directors out there listening. Uh, this film also has two nude scenes, um, and the co-ed nude scene, which is we, I'm mm-hmm. sure we'll get into that a little bit. But the director um, agreed, you know, as part of filming it to direct be it naked, naked while he was yeah. yeah, that's hilarious. And he was just erect the whole time. Was he? I don't know. I hope so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't remember reading that. That's that would be awkward. As soon as I heard that he was naked, that's what I pictured. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, um, director has also said he he originally wanted to make you know dir- or cast actors in these main roles who were actually s- close to the age they are um, in the script, but the studios and producers felt that that would they would f- be too young for the roles. Yeah, especially uh, if they're doing all these nude scenes. Yeah, all these actors were like in their thirties. Like they're like. 29 30 31 whatever and then you have neil patrick harris with his youthful look and he just felt like almost 10 years younger (laughs) he did feel a lot lot younger the rest of the cast when when did he do dookie hauser what year was that that was late 80s early 90s okay so he was like getting out of that and you know as an actor being you know uh cast in a role that where you're like really famous for being able to play a different role so mm-hmm. uh, is really hard a lot of times. So being able to be casting this so soon afterwards is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And he, I mean, he's he definitely has you know been able to take his career mm-hmm. where he wanted it. But for a while after Doogie Howser, like I don't think he found a lot of success. Yeah, I bet. I I, lo- I loved him in this. I like I like his psychic abilities. That dude's badass. I know those psychic abilities that play such a weird role in this movie, (laughs) man. It's so important. And then the last thing I'll say about it is, uh, in 2014, the actor, Michael Ironside, who plays the teacher who takes him, who also, you know, is the Lieutenant of them later. Yeah. (laughs) Um, he, he actually read the novel as a kid and he, he said, he said in the interview that he asked the director, 
who, like I said, grew up in German occupied Netherlands. Why are you doing a, a right wing fascist movie like this where you're, you know, um, you're not, you're build. I mean, you're shining a light on it, but you're not like tearing it down in the film. Um, it's like, if I tell the world that a right wing fascist way of doing things doesn't work, no one will listen to me. So I'm going to make a perfect fascist world. Everyone's beautiful. Everything is shiny. Everything has big guns and fancy ships, but it's only good for killing fucking bugs. Hmm. That's like, cool. Yeah, like this, all society has is a common enemy to keep make sure people stay. Well, yeah, and that's obedient. A, gosh, wow, I didn't think about that. It, and if if you constantly have a constant enemy and you're constantly in fear, mm-hmm. you're always gonna align to what the protectors are gonna tell you to do. Wow. It's something. It's interesting to think about, like the Cold War, because this came. This movie, you know, they filmed it and it was released after the Cold War ended, but that really helped tie America together in spite of our differences. And that period of time, um, even though we elected such different people, we always felt like we wanted whoever was in charge to do well. And since then, we don't have that, and we are tearing each other apart you know not necessarily literally but definitely you lose that when you don't have that common enemy let me ask you a question and this might this is a history question and it's completely irrelevant but i can't stop thinking about it immediately how close to the cold war is the cuban missile crisis it was part during the cold war oh okay okay Mm -hmm. cool it was probably the i'd say the peak of you know things going to hell uh, and was that war. was that around when jfk jfk was president during the cuban okay. missile crisis yeah okay okay i remember all this now i'm a genius fantastic let's go because the cold war ran pretty much from the end of world war ii up until late 80s early 90s I'd say the berlin berlin wall coming down and the ussr you know coming apart was about the end of it yeah cool thanks for the history lesson bro you're welcome. And this is our history podcast. So I will turn things over <laughs> to Kristen to tell us all about history. Kristen? Um, it happened. <laughs> Whoa. You're I here, folks. Mind blown. This is, she's not wrong, though. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's 100% true. Speaking of uh, history, in this movie, when it pops up one year earlier in the big graphics... Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie to you, I don't remember that ever like playing a role and like be like okay I don't like I can't remember exactly what happens in the beginning, but I feel like it was just like them showing the TV and showing like a propaganda video. And well, I don't the um, TV reporter who gets eaten by the alien on the planet during that night invasion, uh-huh. that happens in that first scene, and so it's bringing it back, to, going back a year and then coming back to that point at, and continuing on for the third guess, act of the movie i guess i think uh the movie because the movie's kind of long it's on it's over two hours right mm-hmm. um i don't think i remember that reporter by the time that it catches up uh, to it yeah because i was like what are the, why is the one year later thing because i feel like they've like jumped so far ahead that it's way past because dudes like gotten promoted like eight times or whatever it is by the time uh yeah. they're on the planet Okay. Okay. Um, so let's jump into some of our thoughts throughout the film. 
Uh, so one big thing, like you mentioned, is all the propaganda stuff that mm-hmm. they use throughout the film. What do you guys yeah. think of that? Well, first thing, I my very first note is opening federal network propaganda video just immediately reminds me of World War II, like propaganda videos, like you need to come sign up and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, come help us kill the Nazis, you know. That's exactly what it reminded me of. The Captain America video in the first Avenger where it's like, we need you. That's yeah. exactly what it reminded me of, especially with like the little kid with a gun. Oh, like, right. Even the littlest, the littlest thing helps. That's my media thought. Um, <clears throat> I thought it was pretty interesting with all the propaganda scenes and stuff. Um, one thing I just thought of now is that it reminds me of the Hunger Games. Oh, totally. Um, yeah. Because, like, it's just, uh, I don't know, just the way the propaganda happens, I think, is kind of what reminds me of that. But it's kind of like the same world where they're, you know, being controlled. Mm-hmm. and like they're not able to do what they want to do and it's like they all are complicit in this because yeah. they have to be yeah they don't really have any other like that's how their society is there's no and they try to build each other up in the society more than segment it like mm-hmm. hunger games but i think that's the rest of that is spot on yeah i mean it just popped in my head i was like oh hey i just realized that's pretty similar <laughs> And the the line during that first propaganda that jumped out to me was like, come join the war effort, and that guarantees citizenship. So, like, citizenship is like a bargaining piece in this society. It's not just something that you get for being part of that country or part of that federation or whatever. You, you got to earn it. So that was that's interesting. That's definitely a right-wing fascist thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... All the graphics in this movie, you know, just immediately they bring out the, they have a. The bugs and stuff. Bugs, yeah, there you go. I was going to say aliens. Killing that cow. <laughs> it's pretty pretty good graphics. They're, uh, I was surprised. I'm not going to lie. When, when, when I saw the poster for this movie, I was expecting some like, just like really glitchy looking graphics. And, yeah. And it was pretty good. Like they mix, the way they mix like, uh like practical like uh like goo basically like blood and whatever and like the real cgi like see yeah it's just really cool Mhm. i i i thought this film would have dated 90s cgi but it looked pretty good i will say michael ironside's missing half of his arm totally looked like he had his whole arm and it was just hiding part of it yeah and he's just like waving it around yeah. and like touching people's hair with it. <laughs> that that didn't look good. <laughs> um, um, speak- oh, real quick. One thing I liked about the propaganda scenes as well is it kind of like helped us learn more about the rest of the world in this movie. You know, like the different things that were happening, like with the intelligence side of it and with the infantry side of it and... Like, I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool because there there were a lot of parts to it. And that's kind of how they were able to bring all of that information together in the storyline, but still keep it, you know, going, mm-hmm. like moving. <laughs> yeah, they, they really used it to kind of add that um, narrative part of the story that, you know. That, that way you're not just watching them watch a newscast or something. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, it was very interesting how they like integrated between like it would like kind of pop up and they would click over to a different tab mm-hmm. and stuff like that. that oh yeah, cool. that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Um, speaking of Michael Ironside too, I watched a film he was in recently called Scanners, David Cronenberg film, and it's about psychic people. <laughs> so mm. I, I just thought that connection was interesting that he was. He's not psychic in this one, but he was like the he was the antagonist in the other one. Yeah, like psychic abilities are interesting. Like the, uh, like um, what is it called? Where you like? Uh, never mind. We can cut. This, I'll cut this out. Continue on. I can't think of it, and it's too rabbit holy. So we're just gonna move on. Okay. Project Stargate. It's never. Never mind. Go. <laughs> Project Starfish. Ooh, there you go. Pat, it's Patrick Starfish. Okay. <laughs> Patrick Starfish. <laughs> you can't cut this out now. Patrick Starfish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Damn it. So in that film, in the opening, well, not opening scenes of the propaganda, but, you know, when they're in the classroom and they're doodling on the computer, you can tell that's not an actual touch screen. That is a <laughs> computer yeah. screen. There's like the like 90s tech <laughs> thing yeah. where it's just so, yeah. It's like that's uh, not really drawing on that right now. <laughs> well, and it, if you've ever used Photoshop, it looks straight up like Photoshop from the '90s, and it's just oh, like how funny. Yeah, and it's a, uh, it's pretty pretty funny. I I enjoyed the the drawing program there, and then as soon as Neil Patrick Harris showed up, I'm just like he's in the background right there. I'm just like ah Neil. I love Neil. That was, that was legend. Wait, Wait for, for it. it. Uh, Dairy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then uh, yeah, but then the teacher waving his arm around, just like touching people. And I know the he's way like he rest his rest his stub on her shoulder, and it's and like that looks so fake. <laughs> and she just like stares at it. She's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> like she's not expecting it as an actor. The um, speaking of the leading guy looking like Cody Rhodes and stuff, he also had like a giant chin, like the crimson chin. Jay oh Lowe. my gosh! Chin. The crimson chin is that from Fairly Odd Parents? His jawline yeah. is like super, super sharp. Cut, yeah, like <laughs> he's a he's got a uh, he's got a very nice face. He had that scar on his chin. Did you notice that? Mm-hmm. Ultra no, high def baby, 4K. <laughs> Did you ask him how he got that scar? Uh, no. Okay, I haven't talked to him. Okay. <laughs> the first thing, uh, the first part where I wrote down a quote that I was not sure what they said, okay. where yeah. I wish they had subtitles. When they're in the hallway and they're like walking through the hallway, because uh, uh, the class is over, and um, I don't know if you want to talk about anything about the relationship between um, the guy who looks super attractive and his girl who he's drawing a picture of them kissing um, or not. But they go in the hallway, and I'm pretty sure one of the kids in the hallway says, "Hey." You want to take a Tesla this weekend or something like that? To which I was like, what is he talking about? Mind blown. <laughs> Maybe that's a like a designer drug that they named after Tesla. I don't know. Maybe. I was just like, are they about to drive an electric car over here? Is he Elon Musk in this world? What is happening? <laughs> um, Denise Richards, speaking of her, because she plays his early love interest. Her name's Carmen. Carmen San Diego. Um, yep. <laughs> I, I like the red hat. She's got the sharp nose that points up. He's got the sharp chin. They like their faces just can <laughs> meld together. 
<laughs> and form a super face. <laughs> this is a good podcasting, right? You guys see my hands? <laughs> yeah. And it looks exactly like a super face. <laughs> Just like the, this is super troopers, this is super face. So this movie had a $100 million budget in the late 90s, which, you know, is probably even be a bigger budget now. They cast this guy who I've never heard of in the lead role. Um, Denise Richards, who I don't think was very famous at this point and whose mm-hmm. career really has gone downhill. I think she's like on Bold and the Beautiful now or something. <laughs> um, the Neil Patrick Harris, who was a childhood star. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth lead girl who I don't know. Like, it's just interesting how they had D- such a big D- budget, Meyer. but they didn't use it on casting, really. And maybe he thought he wasn't necessary. I don't know. But if they got to pay for all that CGI, baby. None of these people were very good actors. And maybe it was the fault of the script, too. But I didn't. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't, you know, great. Michael Ironside was good in his role. I like him. But um, you know who I did like, too? Was um, oh god, what's the dude? The dude's name, the co-pilot guy. You liked him? Yeah, I liked oh. that guy. He See, was super. I didn't, I didn't like him at all. What he was, was like a douche, Xander. a douche in the it football game. But after the football game, like he was a nice guy, <laughs> kind of. But like he would like he was totally moving in on Carmen. Like he was a douche, which is I fine. He could move in on her because he's like. What are you gonna do? Just never move it on. But but, but the way he, he would like uh, did it. <laughs> he he like acted like he was like the best pilot, and then she would like she would do something better, and he would just be like, oh. and he would just like like making like a face where he was just like, like I mean, she like, like he was I don't know. She like almost hit that one freaking thing. Yeah, she was crazy. <laughs> I'm not, I am not I am not uh, by any means defending her <laughs> driving skills in which she was so close to the thing that she's gonna crash, but I like that guy. Seen, uh, he had a Christian Slater um early Christian Slater look to him to me. Maybe he maybe was that's on Days of Our Lives for like ten years. So he's got like soap opera people years. in this movie. Yeah. That that explains the acting. There you go. Yeah. Um, you mentioned earlier, Jacob, the no gloves during the yeah dissection scene. I wrote that down too. Like it was crazy. <laughs> it's not like they're just either even just dissecting it and like looking at it. They're like dealing with the stuff. They're <laughs> yanking it all out of the bug, like, like piling like ten feet of like intestine out, uh-huh. and they just like here, just hold this on your face, <laughs> and then. Did you see? Did you catch who that biology teacher was? The actress? No, I just noticed that she was blind. We didn't. <laughs> we didn't catch it either. And then we were looking at the cast like twenty minutes into the movie, and we're like, "Hey, did you realize that teacher was this person?" And we rewound it to rewatch it, and it was like super obvious. Like I don't know how we missed it. <laughs> who is it? You want to say, Kristen? It's. Rue McClanahan from the Golden Girls. She plays Blanche. Oh, wow. Yeah, and, like, after knowing that, like, because I didn't pay attention to her at all in that scene. And then we went back and listened to or watched it, and it was like, how could I have freaking missed that? Like, you can hear it in her voice, and 
Oh my god, it just was crazy. This whole time, I have never known that that was Rue McClanahan. I was just oh, and just to um, let everybody know, I'm like a super big fan of the Golden Girls. It's like one of my favorite shows. So, yeah. Yeah, I was just surprised at the uh, amount, the percentage of teachers that had like some sort of like disability. If you will, well, this whole world's um, based on are their whole yeah their whole world is like all on about war and military and stuff. So it doesn't really surprise me that everybody's like missing a limb or somehow injured in some way because yeah. everybody you know probably signs up for uh, the federation. But the question is, at the school, all I know is that they learn math. And dissex and uh, dissection of, <laughs> like of, of bugs. <laughs> that's how they learn, learn about the shower scene, you know. Um, but those you know, are the only two classes they have. And, and they play arena football, apparently. Yeah, arena football. Where they all know how to psychic, do backflips and stuff. And they learn how to do psychics. Yeah, I wrote down that they do uh, arena football plus gymnastics was my exact <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what it was. It's like a like a mold of both of those sports. That's what it was supposed to be. Well, that's I got. I figured that I got it. Yeah, you guys you got nailed, it. Nailed got it. it. You guys. <laughs> Did this come before or after arena football was a thing? I feel I like know. arena football probably started a little before this, but it definitely wasn't popular. If it did, probably not. And it definitely was not a uh, intergender and intergender. Yeah. Which, uh, I mean, it's interesting. This cool. movie, with the whole gender roles in this, is with the right wing thing and then yeah. the gender roles. Yeah, it's it's kind of bonkers. I know that was definitely threw you for a loop. So we could jump ahead a little bit. That co-ed shower scene, and I mean co-ed everything. Like their bunks are all co-ed, and well, you're jumping ahead pretty far because they. I mean, I'm. We can come back to some stuff. Okay. But, just to touch on our line of thinking here. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, arena football started in the late '80s. Okay, cool. That's a. Uh, I've never watched really any arena football. I've seen it here and there. I remember they came out the video game of it in like '06, '07, or something. I remember playing that a little. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the co-ed showers and like I feel like they probably just be having sex all the time yeah i was they're all pretty horny it seems like but nobody ever seems to have a lot of sex like even uh main dude and the curly haired girl dizzy is that her name uh-huh. where she seems to be in love rico with him and dizzy yeah rico and dizzy. well and then they have sex and she takes his shirt off and then bites his nipple immediately it's <laughs> <laughs> <That was> weird it's <laughs> like okay before we even start making out, I'm just going to bite your nipple. <laughs> She's into it. She knows what she wants. <laughs> Tw- make 20 minutes. You got 20 minutes. <laughs> do you think we could do it 20 minutes? We're all horned up and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think you'll be fine. Yeah, they got it. Um, I thought something interesting, too. I didn't, did you guys have anything else to add about... Um, the arena football, or I guess we also had the psychic, the psychic thing. Um, I did, I did have like, but my my the literally where I was down was damn they have psychic abilities and I couldn't really tell 
what Neil Patrick Harris was doing other than like trying to get him to guess the card, but it didn't seem like he could do it at all. And it was only Neil Patrick Harris that could do it. So I was confused. And Neil Patrick Harris wasn't even doing it. He was just putting up the yeah test card. And I mean, he was but trying he to could, send like, him. And he, and he talked to the ferret and he made the ferret go do something. Yeah. So he could do something, but and then he, the psychic abilities have no impact on the rest of the movie, really. Yeah, no, I not, forgot that no, they did. They do at the end because, like, that scene where um, no oh, Patrick Harris yeah. is trying to yeah, say, like, show him, like, he's yeah. trying to show him, hey, this is the card. He is the one that tells him which way, which way, which tunnel to take to find Carmen. Oh yeah, that's true. I forgot about well, that. Well, that's like off the record. He didn't really do that, you know. Christian. Yeah. That's classified. It's <laughs> classified. Uh, so, I thought it was interesting. So when he's telling his, he's talking to his dad, and he's his dad doesn't want him to join up with the army and stuff. So you could see like behind their house and stuff, and it was all just like landscape. Like there was no building and stuff. And I just mm-hmm. thought it was interesting. Like this hyper futuristic world, it's not very urbanized, even in like <laughs> a big giant city. Well, I think also, it looks that, surprisingly Californian. Um, I was going to say with that, <laughs> it seemed like because he was the rich, you know, he's a rich kid. So it seemed yeah. like that was a rich view. I guess that's you know? true. So that's probably yeah. true. You could see a, You could see a couple of trees. Uh, but, you know, and he's going to go to Harvard. Right. You know? Somehow. So even though he's an idiot. Yeah. I don't, he got a 35 percent on his math test, but he's going to Harvard. And, you know, and if he doesn't want to do that, how about a trip to the. Out of rings. Going on so vacation. One thing his dad says too is, um, you know, there should be a law against using a school as a recruiting station. And like, I feel like that's true now. Like, I remember in high school, there would be recruiters who would like hang out in the lunchroom and set up there and, you know, have peop- the kids come talk to them and stuff. Well, they have like JROTC and stuff too right. in high school. That too, yeah. That should be illegal. That shouldn't be, shouldn't be militarizing our kids. What do you think, Chris? I don't you know. don't agree? I beg to differ. I mean, because you can easily make the military a career. And, you know, if you want to do that and if you're good at it, like, you might as well be have a career in it, you know, um... I don't see a problem with it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, okay. my phone closed. I had a I had a note I, about the. I don't know. I don't um disagree with that, but I feel like that should be. Not something that is. Up to the kids to talk to these people and stuff well, like. Like what about like college recruiters and stuff? Like it's kind of the same thing. I mean. They're coming to the school and trying to help these kids make a decision when because they're becoming adults and starting their life. Like, I feel like it's kind of the same is thing. A, it's like, I don't know. Maybe I'd, I have a different view of the military. But I don't know. Maybe I I just have a different, um, res- not respect, but different. I I wasn't in the army, you know. So to me, I don't know how to, I don't know, I'm not sure the word I'm looking for. I think uh, if I, if I pull out my 
my uh, viewpoint here and put it in the conversation um, for the recruiting in terms of both college and um, military or army or whatever. Um, I think I think we're trying to shape these kids' futures one way or another, and giving them as many options as possible is always the best, and letting them choose and decide what they want to do, I think, is, uh, is it's their life, you know, so let them decide. Yeah. And, you know... I guess one thing with, and it would probably really change my view on it, is what they're usually selling with the military is a way to pay for college. Yeah. And I feel like that should not be the case. I feel like we shouldn't tie education to the military. Well, I would say... Uh, also, like just benefit, like so many benefits in general. Like the, uh, you you can if you go to the military, you'll be able to get a house because you'll get the, uh, you'll get your VA, a VA loan, and so no matter what, you'll be able to get a house. And like, there's a lot of benefits to the military that are selling points. Oh, yeah, I feel like that's a good thing. I mean, if I do think the veteran, like any veteran, should, you know, have benefits because they've done something, but. I feel like education should be afforded to all without having to sacrifice that kind of thing. Hey, in this in society... In a perfect world. <laughs> in this society, you need to be in the military to be a citizen, Alex. Yeah, Get that's how you have program. kids and you vote. And I just want to take a co-ed <laughs> shower, okay? <laughs> Look, do you have any psychic abilities? Because we need to uh, play some gymnastic football. Get in here, Alex. <laughs> How about the fashion in this school? It's all very late nineties fashion. It's all 90s. Yeah, that 21, was twenty one ninety seven or whatever. Funny. <laughs> well, one of my first notes was, I can't believe these actors are trying to pass off as teenagers right yeah. now. <laughs> I know Neil well, Patrick Harris was the only one who I could believe as a teenager. Even at the school dance where uh, they're they're dancing at each other and uh, what's her name whispers in his ear. Uh, my father's not home tonight. Mm-hmm. You couldn't imagine her as a teenage girl right there, Alex, at a school dance, prom. Nope. Come on, man. Nope, but now I'm thinking about it. Okay, that's weird. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> Alex has decided to uh, join the military all of a sudden. I don't know what happened. <laughs> hey, what am I going to do? Um. Yeah, so those recruiters shouldn't be a thing i think at least as long in real life as education is tied to military um kristen would you like to share anything okay thank you for being so subtle with that (laughs) so i just want to want to um kind of share a little more on white white oh my gosh okay so you know i have been in the military um what (laughs) (laughs) yes alex just to let you know (laughs) i was in the military for like almost 10 years so (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, um, so kind of going off of, like, the recruiters in the high school and stuff, like, I never, ever thought about joining the military 
in high school. Like it never, ever occurred to me. I never talked to any recruiters and stuff. And then I graduated, went to college, got a ton of money in debt with student loans, (laughs) then decided I wasn't going to school anymore and I was joining the military. So I kind of wish I had talked to those recruiters at that time. Then I could have just joined in the first place instead of getting all these loans thinking it was a smart idea and then joined the army for tuition reimbursement and and then didn't uh, use it (laughs) yeah but yeah you know i didn't yeah yeah (laughs) i uh i i talked to a recruiter once in high school he bought me a lunch like he bought me wendy's lunch and he's telling me all about uh, all the good stuff that's gonna happen. And I was like, "Yeah, but I could get shot, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, that could probably ha- that might happen if you're that in like active." Probably happen. He's like, "No, he didn't." Say <laughs> you that. could he's get shot in real you could life. Probably, he's like, "He's like, uh, if you're in active duty and you're in a war, you know, whatever." He said, "You know," he's like, "Like that's like that's possible." Whatever he said, you know, he he was sugarcoating it, making it all nice. And I was like, "Eh, okay, never mind then." And then that was the end of the conversation. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> well, I remember a few years ago we were like, "Hey, we should join the air. Force. We, we gotta join the air force." <laughs> Me and you, Jacob, were like, "I, I was like, I got a master's degree. I could become an officer immediately." I was like, oh "I'm gonna become God. a pilot. I'm still young enough. If I join now or within the next <laughs> year, I could still join pilot school." I'm like, "Man, DDP didn't become a wrestler until he was 35. I could do this." <laughs> That's true. DDP's. Uh, my idol. Uh, Kelly Clarkson's my idol. Your American idol? My American idol, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then when they go see the f- recruiter, the guy, I was like, recruit, like, the army people wouldn't say this nice stuff, like telling Neil Patrick Harris that he'd be saluting him in a few years. And then Chris is like, no, the recruiters will. I was like, recruiters oh. are pretty nice, yeah. Recruiters are very nice my recruiter he was freaking awesome he was just like really up front of with me and like he was actually you know, really honest and stuff which was really cool but recruiters will do a lot like obviously like they're trying to yeah kind of yeah i mean they're definitely Acceptance. saying what they gotta it's, say instead <laughs> of trying to get you to buy a vacuum they're trying to get you to sell you, to, to give your life sell away, a right? chunk of your life away yeah yeah if not the whole thing. Yeah, if not, if you want to go career. Or if you want to die. <laughs> if you want to join the, mil- the infantry. Oh, my God. Um, Wait, one thing I really thought, too, cool was cool. God, I can't freaking talk, guys. Another thing I thought that was cool was when they took their tests and stuff. They kind of, like, distinguished between, like, the pilots and, like, intelligence and the infantry. Because that does happen in real life. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, because um, it was, like, really cool, like, if you got, if you tested high and you were able to get those, like, intelligence jobs and stuff, which was something a lot of people would strive for and everything. But I thought that was a cool little detail that they included in there. Speaking of that, um, how do you guys feel about, you know, having, like, all of the student scores posted, like, just for the public to see? <laughs> How do you guys feel about that? That was weird. <laughs> I, I'm torn. I think public pressure is a good thing. I know in my role, I, I'm a sales manager. Um, and I think like in my huddles, I'll share everybody's performance. And then I can call out the good people to share their best practices and the underperformers to share their barriers. And 
you know, that peer pressure, like they don't want to be called out as an underperformer. I feel like sometimes that can be valuable. I think sometimes it could be valuable. Also, it could be like, ha ha, I got 35%. Exactly. It can, it can be easily abused. Yeah. It's an interesting topic. That's one of the ones uh, I actually used uh, when I was doing public speaking as a professor. Um, mm -hmm. I used that as one of our debate topics early on. It was uh, pretty interesting. Yeah. I definitely, I if somebody's like, I don't want to do that because I feel like it negatively impacts it, I I. I think that's a good argument. Um, so th there's another batch of propaganda stuff. And one thing is like they talk about executing somebody, some criminal. And it's like this will be aired on all channels. And so oh, yeah. The government owns well, TV. Well, another thing about that too is that he was like captured, tried, and executed within like a few hours. Yeah. And not Man. by a jury of his peers. Yeah. By Rough Judge stuff. It was like Judge Judy, Judge Reinhold, and Judge Dredd were the three judges. <coughs> Judge Joe Brown. <laughs> hey man. <laughs> um and then you had the documentary section about the Mormon missionaries who tried to yeah. settle on the planet. That was so the Mor Mormons are still in the future? Oh my god. I didn't even <laughs> yeah. like Mormons are still going strong that. in the like, You're 2100 something. <laughs> oh, God. I was like, what in the world? Come on, Joseph I mean, Smith. I they've made it this far. Oh, man. I hope not. There's, <laughs> there was one quote that I uh, that I had earlier on that I wanted to bring up because I really liked it. And it was um, when, uh, when, when Rico was trying to decide what he was going to do with his life or whatever. Yeah. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Is yeah. it... Is it when Michael Ironside says something to him? Yeah. And like, he's like, making up your own mind is the real freedom. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he was like, figure like things out for yourself is the only freedom anyone really has. Use that freedom. Make up your own mind. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I quote like too. that one. Yeah. Um, he has another really good quote later, too. Um, did I write it down? The moment when so Rico has become uh, his colonel or whatever. Is it colonel or corporal or something? I think it's corporal. Colonel's too high up. Okay. And he's like, I'm not going to dance with you, bitch. I'm going to pull rank. <laughs> and then Michael Ironside comes over to him and he's like, um, never pass up a good thing. <laughs> it's true. There's Don't a get caught up in other shit that doesn't matter. While we're on quotes, one quote that I have here that, uh, once again, I wish... Uh, you know, so having subtitles would have been cool here, but I love this. This writing in this movie is fantastic. Listen to this line. You're not going back. You're going on vacation. This is the dad talking to Rigo. You're going on vacation. I don't want to go on vacation. I want to be a citizen. So, you know, just great writing. <laughs> the dialogue of this is pretty bad. That's what I was saying like earlier. I don't know if it is the fault of the actors or if it's just the fault of the dialogue. It's incredible. It's got to be the actors. <laughs> um, so he gets to the infantry and the drill sergeant. Why would a drill sergeant break somebody's arm? Like, what is how, who does that benefit? Like, I get you want to humiliate this guy to yeah. make sure other people fall in line. But why break his arm? <laughs> how is that going to help anything? Because I need you to realize that 
no matter what in this society, you are always going to be here, and I can break your arm or whip you or do whatever I want. You're always going to be in this ever-ending loop. That sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then that drill sergeant is the um, security, security guard Tucci. from Shawshank Redemption. Oh. oh, my bad. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Did you say Stanley Tucci? No, I didn't. <laughs> I oh. said it was the teacher from earlier, but that's something. Oh, no, that's yeah. later. Stanley the drill, Tucci. drill sergeant's the um, security. What do you call that in the prison? A prison guard from yeah, Shawshank Redemption. And then Gary Busey's son is in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, Ace. The big goofy smile guy. Okay. Yeah. That's Gary yeah, Busey's that's son. Oh, he totally looks like Gary Busey. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jake, Jake Busey, it's I think, is his name. Well. <laughs> um, and then, they when you know, during that co-ed shower, somebody's like, everybody's talking about why they joined the army, you know. And yeah, they're reasoning. They're some of the reasons are interesting about the society. Like one of the females mentions that it's the easiest way to get a license to have babies. Yeah. So talk that about was, that right wing controlling of the uterus. Mm-hmm. That's fascism one hundred and one right there. Anything else to add about that? Shower scene. No, I feel like you've asked that like 12 times in this podcast. The first time like 30 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> We're still so, in the shower scene. It's been an hour and a half. One more thing about this shower scene. Uh, <laughs> oh, <I'm just> <laughs> um, Capture the flag. I, I asked Krista if they ever played Capture the Flag in the army when she was there. It was like laser tag Capture the Flag. Yeah. They played like laser tag like games though, like not laser tag obviously, but right? Um, Didn't you do that when you cleared houses and stuff? Yeah, that was that was awesome. Um, <clears throat> it was a training exercise, and they ended up using like little paint pellets, which was really cool. Kind of like a paintball. Yeah, they were a lot smaller. Um, they More were like, like airsoft like, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, they broke skin. Definitely. Mm. <laughs> um, I have some pictures of my arms and stuff where I had some uh, awesome memories. <laughs> but yeah. But we, I don't remember playing Capture the Flag. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do any gymnastic triple jumps over three people and shoot them? Oh, yeah. All the time. <laughs> and then we like call a football play to shoot people? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> How about uh, my boy Hank Schrader? Man. Oh, yeah. I loved having Dean in this movie. Although, uh, what is up with it when he's like doing that announcement scene? What is up with his like proportions where he's like... He's like in a big futuristic suit or something. Yeah. Something crazy where his legs are tiny. Yeah, that was weird. So, yeah. the How about to- like whipping somebody as torture or as punishment? punishment. Administrative punishment. Yeah. Yeah, because he, uh, he, he told that guy to take his helmet off, right? Yeah. I totally yeah. forgot that that happened in this movie. So yeah, that was happened. like I was like I wasn't expecting it, yeah. I was yeah. legit like surprised. I was like, oh, like I legit like gasped. <laughs> gasped? Like, gasped. How gasped. bad does the person who <laughs> shot him like that? Yeah, awful. we have no idea who shot him, yeah. Um, And then with the whipping scene, I thought it was an interesting how they got a black 
person to whip him. Like, I feel like that was an intentional choice by the director. Yeah. I didn't. Uh, I don't know what he what it means. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't but even really think too much about it. I feel like that was an intention, an intentional choice. I was just surprised that uh that he uh after after he uh got whipped he, he still wanted to continue on because he wanted to quit immediately you know but yeah well he wanted to stay because of what happened to Buenos Aires yeah yeah that he was but that quitting. hasn't happened yet yeah. Like, he was quitting after the uh, You're right. whipping. What I was surprised was that they let him stay after what happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with, with the guy getting shot. Like, That's true. Because the, the, the girl who, did do, who shot him on accident, she was leaving. They showed her walking out. But they were letting Rico stay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because he was, like, the squad commander. So they, like, they saw uh-huh. something in him. So they yeah. allowed him yeah. to repent because he... Well, it's because the drill sergeant went to bat for him. Because Dean Norris was like, "What do you think?" And he's like, yeah, yeah, like "I think yeah, he's got like something." Rips up his form. It's like, "Is this your signature?" <clears throat> and it's like he's lead- he's setting him up to say no, and then yeah. he says yes. <laughs> and he's yeah, like, "What well, does it look like it to me?" Like, why do you just say <laughs> no? <laughs> it's so funny. Well, and um, because Carla. Carla's team, you know, she's she's training to fly the space, like the ship or whatever. You know, she's a flight, and they don't like they don't see this giant asteroid coming towards them. Well, before we get to that, when she's right in that ship, we didn't mention she is hanging out with her buddy doing the practice ship, and that's yeah. Amy Smart from um, Oh yeah, uh, Rat Race and Just Friends, Just Friends, okay. the Butterfly Effect, and Road Road Trip Butterfly Effect. Yeah, well, Crank. No, with Jason, with Jason Sam, uh huh, <laughs> that classic Criterion Collection. Love me some Jason Statham. Is it Statham, or is it? I thought I would say Statham. Statham. Yeah. Not if you know him well. <laughs> then it's Statham. Yeah, if you could, if you, if you're like, hey, let me show you the crank. He'll let you call him Statham. I want to see his crank. Wait. <laughs> you don't want to see. You can't. You can't afford it. Oh gosh! Hey, you guys know what time it is? Twelve oh nine a.m. Time for broccoli. <laughs> broccoli time. <laughs> Remember that from tree? Impractical Jokers? The only green tree I know, baby. <laughs> Do you guys remember that Impractical Jokers? No. Oh man, I, I kind of remember. What did they do on that one? Um, it's. Uh, Sal is doing a presentation and Q is supposed to be his hype man, like undercover person in the crowd. And the thing on this says broccoli time. And then Q is all like excited to get broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> I remember now. That's funny. Hang, oh hang on. Since we're being goofy, I'm going to grab another drink. Since we're being goofy. What is this? A movie starring our dad? Oh my gosh. <laughs> We're hilarious. <laughs> What'd you guys say? Nothing. Okay. We both laughed a lot though. A lot more than when you were here. Yep. So that you guys ready? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that asteroid thing and then they realize they need to do something e- emergency and they have to break the glass around a button. 
that seemed very <laughs> unnecessary. It was well, the boosters on the ship because she pushed it and then it was like. But why? Why do we have to break glass for emergency? Because for it's this? cool. <laughs> also, I like and during that scene, they're both like. Like they're both counting down. She's like, "Oh, five, four. and then as soon as she starts counting down, he's like, five, four, initiate." And then they both like. Do no, it. he was like, it wasn't he like ready, ready, steady, yeah, go. Steady, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then she like shoots something. Like then she like shoots it, and then like kind of like slides by and knocks the antennas out. Yeah, that was crazy. No one's um, I also wrote this line. I don't remember who says it. Uh, and maybe it was when they were all meeting each other when they're getting ready to go to war. But it said, "I wrote stroll down washout lane." Any ideas? Mm. No clue. Ah, shit. Does Dizzy say it to Rico? Maybe. Because washout means you quit, or you loot, or you yeah. fail. I can't remember. Well, because shortly after, like, after the asteroid, like, passes by. Yeah, you're probably right. After it passes by Carlos thing, that's right when he's going to quit, right? Because he has to call to his parents. Yeah, I think you're right. It's pro- It's before they do the meeting when they're getting ready to go to war. I think you're right, guys. And then they go, decide, you know, they're going to war. How about war, war. in capital letters with Fire. Fire. WCW like, graphic all the way. Baby. Yes, Nitro. I wrote Nitro. I that I wrote on WCW. Yeah, it was perfect. Yep. It was amazing. 1990s all the way. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and then the propaganda of the kids stomping on the cockroaches. <laughs> well, not only that, but I like the uh, the video with uh, Neil Patrick Harris and the guns. Oh yeah, like, just... make sure you shoot at their antenna, nerve antenna, or something. I'm like. Did they do it? Did the people listen? I don't understand. Like, there's no follow-up with this. I love it, but it's, it's propaganda. I like <laughs> it. My next note immediately after that is suplex. So, whatever that means. So he does. Was su- it when Xander and when Rico fight were fighting? Other. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. He suplexes yeah, him. Yep. And then he starts just punching him in the chest and stomach. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. He's like, I'm not going to fight you. You're an officer. And he's like, all right, Rank ranks don't matter. matter. And he's like, okay. And he punches him in the face. Just <laughs> <laughs> socks him. Yeah. And they go get. They all go get tattoos. And the tattoo is so 90s tattoo. And the uh, poor alcohol, as you're getting, like, on the tattoo, as you're getting the tattoo. From a laser? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go get a tattoo. Okay. Okay. See ya. <laughs> Alex now has uh, a tattoo of a teardrop under his eye. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> oh gosh! Did it work? No. no. <laughs> uh, how about bugs shooting fire out their butts? Dude, these bugs are crazy. These giant beetles that shoot bugs out, th- I mean, fire out their butts never show up um, <laughs> during, like, these their... Giant beetles shoot bugs out of their butts. Like, they see these giant bugs later who breathe fire, but what about these beetles who shoot, like, these blue missile bombs out of their butts? I feel like they should shoot this at the people on the planet. <laughs> the, the, the bugs all have different powers of some sort. 
and either they can they got like flamethrower heads, or they could shoot like or they got blue, blue, blue rays of fire blue, that wait, shoot into ball. the sky, <laughs> all the way to space. Or they have brain sucking, brain um, and like vagina lips with straw? like a pokey. Yeah, yeah, straw <laughs> vagina lips, man. I'll tell you what I. So I was watching this movie at work. Tariel, Maggie drops Tariel off. I pause the movie when they come over. Tariel comes in the room and it's just a close-up picture of this like bug-looking thing. And I look over and Maggie kind of looks at me like, "What are you watching?" And I'm just like, oh, "I'm watching the movie for my uh for the podcast." Did you tell her what it was? Did yeah, I told her what it was. She, I, well, I didn't know really tell her what it was because we were like, you know. Yeah. I was in the middle of. <laughs> but she was like, "What the fuck?" Is she was this? like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> Research, Maggie. <laughs> this is important. <laughs> <laughs> important. Hey. Do you think they ever... Somebody made, like, animated porn with these <laughs> brain vagina H- fucks? HG, oh HG Giger probably did a crossover between H- this and H- aliens. HR Giger? HR Giger, yeah. He did a crossover between this and aliens. <laughs> um, also, they can all breathe fine on this planet. Like oh yeah, yeah no I problem. remember saying something about that. <laughs> so they, you know, come in and it's like a everybody's unprepared for the night invasion and everyone's dying and he gets the main character gets attacked and stuff and he gets labeled killed in action even though he's on the ship getting healed. Like, why was he labeled killed in action then? My, uh, I don't know, but I wrote that he was. He was not dead. He's busy doing his best Aquaman impression. I just, yeah. <laughs> they know he's there. Why, who, where is the miscommunication? Yeah, I don't know. I did not understand any of that. Um, And then you have um, Officer Carver from The Wire up in this bitch. For all my wire heads out there. Hey, Maggie. Father Gabriel from The Walking Dead for all you losers. I only watch <laughs> Mad Men. It's the only show I watch. You mean ad people? Yeah, ad people. There you go. <laughs> my, uh, um, I, my notes are funny at this point in time because it's just a lot of them are just like one word. It's like I wrote down promoted and I wrote down <laughs> teacher and I wrote down oh no bugs. You know, so my notes are good. <laughs> I wrote down, is the psychic stuff ever coming back? Because <laughs> <laughs> it like, never plays a part besides the early part and the end part. It's important. It's key. Um, never pass up a good thing. I'm going to touch on that. You guys have anything else to add on the firebugs, teacher stuff? Uh, I was I, did, I had no idea that I was the, I was like, wait, I was confused. I was like, wait a minute. Is that the teacher when he showed up? I was like, okay. How about everybody get keeps getting promoted because people keep dying? <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's, that's good stuff. And then there's just so many bugs when they're fighting them and they're so hard to kill. I'm like, there's no way they're going to... There's it, there's no way. There's no way. I love the way they they easily dispatch of both fire-breathing beetles. Though. Yeah, just no problem. And then uh, like there's so many different kinds of bugs as well. Like the flying bugs, and like the one that gets shot down, and like he runs the guy over, and then when the dude gets ran over, he looks like one of those like wavy, wacky, inflatable arm people. He's yeah. like, ah, as he gets <laughs> ran well, over. 
And as they're walking through the that canyon, they're all like seeing rocks fall and like looking up there. And then like the Michael Ironside is like, "Hey, you need to get up high to get a signal." It's like you don't notice all this weird shit happening up there. <laughs> yeah, you go up there, man. <laughs> and the, the, like, and yeah, those giant bugs that come out of the ground, and they take teaches legs, and then start like shooting fire out of their brains. Well, before they even attack him. And they get to that base, and they're, like, wondering how everybody got slaughtered and stuff. And then they go in inside. They find the giant hole. <laughs> and he's like, this is where they got in. And I wrote down, yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> they figured um, it out. It was, like, good detective work. And then, yeah, they find, the one guy whose head has been cut open. And, and he sticks his, like, fingers in there. He's like, his brain's gone. <laughs> like, this is disgusting. Well, and because I was like, I thought they would like suck the brains out of people or something like that. And then the dude who finds him is like stuck in a freezer or something. And he oh, comes yeah. out and he's like, his skin kind of looks like his veins are poking out. I'm like, this guy's got like a bug inside his brain or something. But nothing happens with that. And I was confused. Yeah, I think it was just, um, just a weird guy. <laughs> I was, yeah, I thought it was going to be more than it was. The, um,. Yeah, and then the teacher dying, and he asks him to shoot. Asks the main character to shoot him, and then he becomes he's in charge now. Yeah, and that mercy shot, like I feel like it wasn't even a mercy shot. He like he shot, shot him, him in, like the right side of his chest too. <laughs> and then the actor was like, "Oh damn, I'm still alive." <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was pretty uh, pretty terrible for uh for a mercy shot. The uh, that whole um battle when they're waiting in that thing and all the bugs are coming. Kristen mentioned this that it was like Lord of the Rings battle of Helm's Deep or I was thinking about that, yeah. <laughs> I was like, Where's Gandalf? <laughs> Just like not as good as quality and I have way less stakes in this. Yeah. It's like somebody throw a dwarf. I need to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell the elf. <laughs> um yeah, and then I and then after that I was like, Man and then the ship captain dies and so now Denise Richards is in charge of that. I'm like, man, all these 19-year-olds are in charge of this They're war effort charge. now. <laughs> the young bucks are in charge. Um, Then I, uh, the whole brain bug, when he's all communicating with the other bugs in that cave, they sounded like the raptors from Jurassic Park. <laughs> like, <laughs> ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Wait, what were they doing? it's pretty Um, good we skipped over dizzy dying oh yeah i didn't write about that at all what do you guys got Uh, (laughs) i just said i said poor dizzy died (laughs) i wrote i wrote dizzy funeral hey nph shows up to this (laughs) yeah you know, she was probably my favorite character too, and I didn't write anything about her. All <laughs> <laughs> the Michael Ironside I liked too. Well, and then after, because Neil Patrick Harris shows up, and he's like way up in the ranks, you know, with his yeah. with his military service, and he's gonna he's gonna promote he's gonna promote Rico because he's friends with him. He knows him. Yeah, that was weird. And then, now. Yeah, yeah, we mentioned a little bit, but like straight up Nazi coat and hat for yeah. 
Neil Patrick Harris's character. Yeah, it's very uh, <laughs> very on very, the nose. Very. <laughs> oh man. Um, and then they get the brain bug, uh, showing up to, so, to Denise Richards, Carmen and Baxter. Wait, what's his name? Xander. <laughs> Xander. Yeah, Xander. Um, they both get stabbed by the bugs, but they don't kill them. And then the brain yeah, bug comes and kills. They're being kept as Xander. prisoners. And then well, when how they even ended up on the planet was crazy to me because I was talking about this and how crazy to me is that they have these big, huge ships that are in outer space, but they have no force fields around their ships. They don't like have that's that. Basic the other thing too travel. <laughs> is during the night invasion, they found out that these there's these big blue balls of fire that are launching into these spaceships. They don't pull all their ships out of within reach of that <laughs> and just well, wait for them to start firing again. <laughs> and they're shooting far out there, so I don't know how far out they can go. And yeah. I'm not sure what because. When when uh, Rico is like, let's blow this planet up. Like we got more plans. What are your plan? Like what? I don't understand what the plan with the space force was because you guys have all the all the spaceships lined up, like probably like 30, 40 right. of them lined up, but you don't like do any kind of like evasive maneuver like maneuvers to attack anything. Yeah, what was the plan? Okay, sh- but what's really important is why they didn't have force fields. Maybe they didn't have that kind of technology. Yeah, they never, they never How established. How do they not have that technology? Well, in this future, they never established that as a technology they have. So they have warp speed, though. Well, they're stupid then. <laughs> also, they have the ability to stream live from this planet to Earth, and yeah, they call it writing all the that, time. That's it. That's oh no, wait, that's streaming. Okay. <laughs> that's like somebody who hasn't peed in forty years wakes up from cryogenic sleep and immediately pees a lot, and then. Um, the spy who shagged me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't steal his mojo. Whatever you do. <laughs> well. How about the drill instructor being the hero at the end? Because he. I thought that was cool. Because demoted himself to pi- private. He demoted himself to That's private. Oh, did you say demoted? Uh huh. Oh, sorry. I thought you were just dumb. Okay. I mean, that's not, <laughs> you know, it's doesn't mean I'm not dumb. <laughs> no, it cut out when you said promoted. So. I didn't but say promoted. But that was cool because he, he, like, really wanted to go help them and stuff. And then Dean Norris's character was like, the only way you're going to do it is if you become a private or whatever. And he, like, shuts up. But then he does get, he demotes himself. He gets yeah. demoted so he can go fight with everybody else. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, he was a cool character. Um, and then, you know, it shows like the continuing war effort and now Jake Peralta, wait, um, (laughs) Johnny Rico is, you know, a lieutenant or whatever. And then Ace is still a private, which I thought was weird. Like, no, Johnny Rico keeps moving up, but nobody else can move up. (laughs) The wrong people are dying. Someone's got to take his spot right why wouldn't it be ace 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 wasn't a leader he said that like he had that job before and he didn't do well he like froze on the spot and so he's 
He's fine being he, where he is. He didn't do well. Rico didn't do well either. He got somebody killed. That's true. Um. Well, everybody just sucks then. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I've got for my notes. My last thing is just, you know, Neil Patrick's amazing psychic abilities to tell that the uh, bug is afraid after it was netted and captured and is surrounded by I know. And there's like, of it's surrounded of, by yeah. all these weird <laughs> human about, things. I do have something else. They bring him in and then they just like stab the bug in the side. Like, <laughs> that's your plan to figure out what? What's going on with this bug? <laughs> They're smart. This is a smart society. Well, yep. yeah, that's all the notes I have. Yeah, my, my last note is, yeah. oh, the movie's over. <laughs> What's my <laughs> last note? Hope the movie's over. <laughs> yeah, finally, man, this is a long movie. I got to say, they could have cut out about 30 minutes of this movie. I think it would have helped. I agree. Twas a Twas a bit long. Um, final thoughts, y'all? Should I go first? Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I'm, I'm gonna touch on my letterbox stuff. Uh, like I said, I didn't know much about this movie, so I re- really was expecting just dated CGI, maybe Independence Day style popcorn movie, but it really what the satire of the movie and stuff um was a surprise and uh it's pretty like the whole nazi um visuals and stuff like it gets on the nose a little bit with their messaging and the propaganda obviously but i thought it was good the whole we mentioned it earlier the way they they use the propaganda to add to the story and move the story along i thought it was cool um but yeah, for a hundred million dollar budget, like they couldn't have a better cast and script with this. Um, but I had a good time watching it. I gave it three and a half stars. That's pretty close to mine. I uh, I gave it three stars overall, so a little bit lower. Um, I enjoyed the movie in general. I mean, I started and stopped, so it probably could have been a better experience for me. Um, some of the line readings are just incredible. <laughs> uh, the graphics are pretty good, and it was it was overall pretty fun. Uh, yeah, so I, g- I gave it three stars. Um, well, I gave it three and a half stars. Um, it used to be four, <laughs> um, and I went and did my rating on it, and I knocked it down to three and a half. Oof. Um, just because I, I mean. It's a yeah. long too. <laughs> it's long it's a long movie. I thought it really did drag on longer than it needed to. Um I don't know. It's just I guess I would give it a lower star rating, but it is some it's nostalgic to me because like I said, I've watched it many times growing up. You know, but if I had just seen it, I probably would have given it a way lower rating. So I will say Initially, when I was thinking about rating it, I had a lower rating in mind, but I really liked the messaging with the movie and then reading about that, like that quote I mentioned earlier, like the best way to get the message across was to design a perfect machine of this fascism. I really thought that was well done. Yeah, that's pretty cool. 
Awesome. So that wraps up my theme. Thanks for diving into the future with me, although Jacob's movie barely counted for that. Hey, shut your mouth. (laughs) But I will turn the reins over to Monsieur Jacob uh, for the next uh, theme, which is French movies. It's not French movies. Oh, okay. (laughs) I got some bad news for you, cowboy. Um, It's John Wayne movies? (laughs) Yes, John Wayne movies only, but only ones that that uh star john wayne um uh, i have a <laughs> wait wait what star, would, jo- what john would be john wayne movies that don't star john wayne oh you know um what is that movie called uh the clint eastwood movie yeah that one uh i don't know man i got nothing <laughs> what <laughs> okay go on i got nothing okay, i got three themes in mind that i could choose from do you want us to I was input, thinking or? about. Do you want to give me some input? I could. I could throw them out there. I have a movie for each theme. Okay. So if I throw them out there, and you got, you know, okay. So. Okay. In no, in no order necessarily. Okay. Number one, movies nominated for costume design from the Academy Awards at some point. It's not to win. It just has to have been nominated. Been so nominated? Okay. The list of these movies, and this is why part of the reason I thought about this one. I mean, is you've got like at least five movies from each one, right? Yeah, there's tons of movies. You could choose anything from Charlie and Chocolate Factory to no. uh, to uh, La La Land to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. To any, like, There's so many movies you could choose from. So there's that one. Second one, uh, movies with an animal in them. So this can range from Dr. Doolittle to... Um, uh, what's another movie with an animal in it? To snakes on the a plane. Suicide Squad. To Suicide Squad, you could have the ferret, whatever that thing was. To this the movie rat. we just watched, I had the ferret in it. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of uh, the weasel. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then my third theme, uh, movies about free will or destiny or fate or something like that. You know, they're just kind of like predeterminism, almost. Um, oh, like I remember what movie you said you were gonna pick for sure next. Yeah, you thought it was what, so that's that's my that's what I was leaning towards. But I kind of had these other ideas just in case. But I don't know. Any thoughts? Well, this is completely your choice. Um, so I want you to pick the one you want to do. But that first theme is pretty unique. I like the idea of look like looking at what movies were nominated there and yeah, stuff and picking one. Anything from you, Kristen? You care? Pick what you want. <laughs> okay. Um, drum roll, please. All right. Um, let's go with my first choice. We're going to do movies about free will slash destiny slash fate. Pre- uh, the movie I'm choosing, The Adjustment Bureau. Oh, man, I'm going to finally get to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) I remember Kristen telling Kristen she was at basic training for the Army. I wrote in a letter that me and you went and watched it, Jake. Well, I probably didn't mention you in the letter. I was like, hey, this reminded me of us. (laughs) And she's like, well, if it really reminded you of us, we'd be together. And I was like, okay, fine, let's be together. And then she's like, just kidding, I'm breaking up with you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to get into this then. Good choice, Jacob. Well, no, but he's been trying to get me to watch this movie since 
then. I haven't <laughs> seen it since then, so this will be oh, fun. Oh, man. What was that, like 2012? Uh, the Bureau came out 2011, yeah. 2011. I've had this long, 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 long time to watch it. That's 10 it's years. been on my computer since I uh, went on a deployment in 2013. I have not watched it once. <laughs> this is a Now's the time. fun theme, too, because you could... You could be very broad with the idea of free will, free will if you want, or you could get very specific. Yeah, I was I was having a hard time with this one because I couldn't think of an exact theme very well. I know I wanted to watch this movie because I really enjoyed this movie, and so I was trying to figure out a theme that worked. Well, let me, and I don't think I'm going to pick this movie, but the first thing that I thought of was Memento, okay. and he really, the character pigeonholes himself based on some stuff that goes on in the movie. I don't know if you've ever seen it, so I don't want to spoil it. Um, which I feel like is a way of limiting his free will. Hmm. Well, I was... So that's just an idea of like, hey, this is totally not the idea of free will. Yeah. Another movie that I was thinking about choosing when I was thinking about this theme was uh, The Butterfly Effect. Starring Amy Smart from Starship Troopers. Yep, exactly. Also uh, <laughs> starring Mila Kunis's husband. I used to love that movie. That would be an interesting to revisit because yeah, I haven't seen it that, since I was a teenager. That's literally why I was thinking about it because I used to – I remember that movie very vividly. I loved it and I know now I've re, you know looked it up before. It has bad reviews. Yeah, so. it's got bad reviews, but I remember it being incredible. So I don't know. I like it, but. Jake. This will be fun. Okay, I think that does it for us here at I'll Take Three. Um, so we'll leave you with our classic plugs. Um, please rate review. If you've listened this far, subscribe, like us, uh, you know, just like us, us, please if you want to, you know, <laughs> know what's going on with our personal lives. Um, but you can also follow us on Twitter. The podcast is at I'll take three. That's I L L take the number three podcast at I'll take three podcast. Um, and then I am on Twitter. Uh, myself at Alex Expressed. You can follow me as always at Mr. Jake Duke. Um. <laughs> Kristen is on Twitter at I am Kristen, I am Kristen One. one. <laughs> I got it. I got it. <laughs> I had to pull up my Twitter real quick, but I got it. <laughs> Sweet. Um, that does it for us. Uh, as always, fight some bugs, and we will see you. 